Hello and welcome to episode 55 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and a very own big brave boy. You're a big brave boy. Oh, dentist. Oh, no, I forgot about that. No, someone who opened some envelopes this week, made some calls and got some shit done. Mm. Big brave boy. Thank you. <laughs> Mark. There's a chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, big business, global issues and hard-hitting investigative opinion. We're all work in progress and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives. And if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, then our work is done. I forgot about the, the dentist. Mm. Yeah, you've had a really good week, haven't you? Mm. Got my gangster, my gangster crown. Have you? Was it a gold one? Yeah. Have a look. Oh, that is gangster. Yeah. Yeah. Like it a double like a, crown. like a shark's tail, like a shark's fin. Yeah. Oh. I asked it to. It's basically. <laughs> I asked it to. Asked it to. It's basically an ingot <laughs> and they just hammer it in. Like solid gold. I've told you about my dentist. Happy boy. Yeah, would you want to talk about him now? Why not? Great. Well, since we're on the subject. Happy boy. Yeah, you have told me yeah. that. Do you want to say what his full name is? His surname is, because we had this discussion whether it's Mr. or Doctor, but it's Mr., isn't it? So his, his I name is Mr. Yeah, I think, <laughs> his, I think his name is Mr. Nong, yeah. and his first name is Happy Boy. Happy Boy Nong. And he does a great, if somewhat, um, I think, unconventional approach to dentistry. Of a dentist. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm still dubious. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you yeah, see the certificates you, and I'm thinking, that's that's a cycling proficiency. You, you think he's doing it he's been doing it long enough, he should have he should be quite proficient at it now, even if he's not trained. You know one of those? Yeah. Is it's kind of you've you've been with him that long. I think I mean? he you knows trust enough. Him enough. Yes, he knows enough. He's got I don't think he's got the full range. Yeah. But <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. So just well, No anesthetics. Just... I was there an hour and almost an hour and three quarters. No anesthetic. Yeah. Just a small mallet. <laughs> it literally just a, a massive. Did spliff. you bring that? Is that some massive split? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that just a big piece like gold gold nugget you got from? It's my cougarand that we made uh, reference before. Yeah, he just hammered that in. Is he just hammered it in? Yeah. yeah, it just looks the shape of a tooth. I mean, it's well done yeah, on that. I was lucky on that. But <laughs> as I told you, the only way you could get it to fit, and I'm now realising that this wasn't a good idea. He got out a grinder and he's taken off some of my. Top teeth. Oh, so you can, yeah. So that it is like a proper fit when I... When you close your mouth. Close my mouth together because yeah. it wouldn't fit otherwise. You're going to be going off in the uh, the scanners in the airport, Yeah, coiling my brain. And I've had a brain scan. How brave's that? Have you had it? This You haven't had it, have you? Yeah. I thought you'd rang up to get it organised. Oh, well, let, you, let, me, just, let me just introduce you. Well, for all our German listeners, let me introduce you to the, the National Health Service. Uh, Mr. Harry, <laughs> you're on a, um urgent... So the letter. You've been on this for a while. No, no. Hold on. Is step this the, back. Is, step right. back. Go in in second lockdown. Have a scan. You have got a hernia. You've got some of your intestines flopping out. We've oh, had this discussion. Yeah. It's family show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the letter comes through. Urgent need for blah 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 hernia. Yeah. So that was nine months ago. Uh-huh. I've been trying to ring up. Basically, I'm not on the waiting list. Mm. So I'm on the waiting list to be on a waiting list because they obviously <laughs> don't want the waiting list to be oh, even no. bigger than it oh, is. No. So although I it's mean, urgent... you tip it over the edge. Yeah. So cardiologists, unfortunately, cardiologists can't see you. You can have a Zoom call, but I need to discuss something. We can do it privately. Mm. Um, so have a private Zoom yeah. call that happens at the drop of a hat. Brain scan. Well, obviously, with COVID and everything, everything's really difficult. Mm. Uh, they rang me on Wednesday, having paid for the brain scan. Yeah. Friday morning, okay. Oh. So 40 hours later, 48 hours later, went along. The brain scan was £368. And then I said, you do know that I want you to look for my aneurysm because I want it measured and located. Oh, right, yeah. 
Ah, that, that, that's an additional 198. I'll piss off. And I'm going, but I'm having a brain scan. Yeah, the brain scan we were going to do was just going to look at risk of heart attacks and your blood vessels. It's like your blood test, isn't it? Here's a blood test, but then you look at the things that they asked to look in your blood. But they surely can, the brain rather scan... Rather than looking at everything and <laughs> telling you if there's anything wrong. But the brain scan surely is... Your brain. Yeah. And it's like, what are you going to do? Close your eyes when it comes to the aneurysm unless I give you another 198 <laughs> yeah, quid. what's that bit there? Oh, no, no, that's nothing. No, don't know. I'm not telling you, you what want, that is. Yeah, you want to know? <laughs> Yeah. I'd recommend you pay, mate. <laughs> yeah, so paid another £198 for them to measure my oh, aneurysm. Jesus Christ. And got done 48 hours later. Okay, well, you should have done it. Mm. Uh, everything right? Yep. Is your brain all right? Yep. Great. It was like aneurysm a drum and bass. Right? It was like going to a festival. Well, they're noisy, those things, Yeah, but this was like proper vibratory. What make like... was the uh, was the machine? I always like to look at the make. <laughs> uh, I don't have my eyes open. Did you not? No, because they put a cage over your head, which freaks me out, and then I get claustrophobic. It's like an MRI. Is it similar to an MRI? It is an MRI. It is an MRI. Yeah. They had to make a hell of a racket, didn't they? Yeah. So, yeah, it's been, like, all going on. Yeah. Well, good for you getting your shit done this week. Thanks. Hmm. (laughs) I suppose you didn't know you you said, I'm opening an envelope. (laughs) It's like, well done. The envelope, which we talked... Well, I had it, didn't I? The one you brought last week. Yeah. And I said, I'm not opening, and it wasn't even for me. Oh. Did I not tell you? Did I have your name on it? Yeah. It was um, tax demand from my dad. Oh. So probably okay. just as well I did open it. Yeah. We can't pay it, can he? No. Um, so coming up in this episode. He's in trouble with the feds. <laughs> he is. Or he, he will, will be, won't he? He doesn't pay it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got to pay it. Is it something you've got to pay? Yeah. Have you got to pay it on his behalf? Yeah. Even though he's not, even though he's mm. left this mortal coil. Mm. Really? Don't they just wipe debts off for the dead? I don't know. I thought I'll when you're ask. dead, that's it. All, pe- all, de- all, all bets are bets, off. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought it was. No, they're still asking. I yeah. don't know. That's an interesting fact. I wonder if it would get taken off. I thought all debts did, but I didn't get passed on to anyone. That'd be Mm. a nightmare, wouldn't it? You're living a good life. You've built some money up. Some relatives been pissing around all their life, putting all these credit cards on. Oh, by the way, you're the closest living, you know. Yeah, you got That can't be right. No, okay. Uh, Coming up, uh, catch up bookmarks, although we've already started. Uh, Work-life ballet, we're taking a little look at types of risk and what our attitudes to risk are. Your eyes lit up when I talked about risk. Yeah. Talk about your, your driving. Um, <laughs> and brain food touching on, we chatted about, um, well, business meeting. I had put a little bit in about heart rates, lifting and walking. Yeah. Don't we want to pick that up? Uh, we might have a little bit of a, a rollover from, from, from last episode. And in mailbag, I've got an email from resident army captain and some more life hacks. Woo! We've got some more of your Viz ones. Yeah. Cool. They might be observations rather than life hacks. I don't want to piss on your fireworks. <laughs> okay. Should we, should we get into it? Insert positive statement here. Right. <laughs> Mark, you're looking radiant again. God, I don't know if I can do it. Oh, How here, are you? I've bought you a present. Have you? Yeah. Where is it? Oh, oh. You could just, you literally, I bought you a present, just sat there staring at me. Just letting it sink in. I can't get it with my headphones on. One minute. You know we've got people to do that for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you bought me some body butter. You're nice to smell like me. Oh, I didn't want to ask, I mean, because I felt it's rude. You can't ask for things. But you're really good at things like that, remembering things and being mm, sweet Sometimes. And kind. Asshole. Isn't that? Oh, that's delish. You see, and that goes... I want to lick it. <laughs> I do. It's a lovely smell. Like oh, yeah, you do smell like this. Mm. <laughs> Is that when you're glistening, when I see you and you're all kind of, you know, like you've just stepped out of a... <laughs> body Gliss- glistening advert. palace <laughs> glistening. I was just worried because it's like you're moisturized there's a, there's like, you're worried about me I was, about to, say I a, I was about to say there's a lot of body to cover that's probably a bit rude, <laughs> rude. <laughs> I'm just taller than you is yeah, that what you meant that's what I meant I'm definitely fatter than you 
Oh, I'm almost 12 stone though, so it's I'm, I'm fat. Ounces off. You almost. I can't you still quite can't get, get there. Yeah. I'm eating loads. Do you want to eat that body butter? There's got to be calories in that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Biden. Mm-hmm. I noticed uh, on Instagram he was um, he's wearing two masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just got off a plane. I don't know where he is. He was greeting someone. I noticed he's got two masks on. I haven't seen it anywhere announced. I just noticed. I thought, really? I don't know. I um, <laughs> I didn't. Is he all right, Biden? I'm a bit worried about him. You sent me some videos and it's like, he looks like he's struggling. Did I send you? I do f- like him. He's, he doesn't, doesn't seem well. No. Does I, he? I don't think he's that well. No. It's um, really hard to watch. Yeah. If you compared, say, his body language and the way he spoke with, say, Obama, there's there's a big there's a oh, big God, gap yeah. between the two in terms of confidence. I think. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I wouldn't say he's he's not not fit for purpose, but he's it's got to be a lot. It's a lot of stress. And he's an old man, isn't he? He's quite frail. Mm, I don't think the age has got anything to do with it. Frailer because he's older. I don't yeah. know. We're talking about the sarcopenia stuff. Last he could week. be a he could be a hydra, <laughs> vegetable <laughs> hydra, couldn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's his hidden superpower. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to mention. For a while now, we know we talked about uh, ads that come up on Instagram to sell you stuff. Yeah. There's one called Muse Meditation. Have you seen that? I get a lot of mental health and meditation ones every day, but so I probably have, yeah. So this thing is a headband. Okay. And it translates your brainwaves into the guiding sounds of weather. Okay. As far as I'm aware, and these things are 326 quid. Okay. The soft one that I think you sleep in is like 416. Right. I didn't realize that. Have you seen the whistle? Yeah, I get a lot of those yeah. the breath for the breathing. Yeah. Which is basically just allowing you to breathe out slower. Yeah. That's literally all it's doing. Yes. <laughs> but it's gold and it's you know, costs a lot of money. Yeah. Well, looks gold. Um so this thing goes on your head, like headphones, but almost the strap goes around your forehead. Yeah, got that. And I think you you connect it to your apps, it's it's got Bluetooth and stuff. And then if you are kind of if you are not being mindful, I guess, it will play kind of quite agitated back to the weather we're talking yeah. about agitated weather yeah and if you start to kind of calm or kind of be okay, in a certain so space it, the, the, the weather the noise will become down. calmer Ooh. that's that sounds stressful to me yeah then about you every night's a hurricane isn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's, it's 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 gamifying yeah it is gamifying mindful, mental health my, yeah and mindfulness isn't it which i'm not quite yeah how, so i'm a little how bit calm cynical. can you be yeah. there's that guy right obviously works out good yeah. looking lad in, in, a, yeah. in a bed on his app with this thing strapped yeah, to his head. Yeah, that's 20 degrees with a light breeze, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, his, his weather, his mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it looks pretty chilled out. Yeah. But all I'm saying is, you know, you don't put that on and look like him. You know, classic marketing. Mm. I mean, you do. You've got bigger muscles than him. So. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It just feels a little bit like... Um, I just, I've just been reading a lot about wearables again now. And just... They're trying to bring nature into everything. And it's like... But was was it um, Adam that said like, quite a lot of podcasts ago? We are nature. Yeah, yeah. And there's this idea that we have to go and find it. I yes. think that was his point, yes. wasn't it? It's been, yes. I thought about it. I was on a walk and I thought about Adam. I thought, oh God, he's, that's, he's bang on with that. Mm. You know, these Macs aren't nature, but generally, you look at it, nature isn't far away. No, and it's free. It doesn't cost four hundred no. quid. No. You could just go out and sit on a bench and breathe slowly in and out. Yeah, you're you're on you're on it, aren't you? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. We just it just feels like the only way back to the kind of the why thing we talked about in the last episode to find your kind of to find your center that we talked about can be spending money or, on it downloading it yeah you have to have it it has to be on your phone it has yeah. to be a gadget it has to be something you plug yeah. in and stick up your to give it credibility yeah rather than just yeah taking, it's relentless isn't yeah. it rather than just not spending it back to we were talking about it weren't we about yeah. kind of trying to achieve more but thinking we need to get more to do it this is more commercialism buying more stuff more yes. plastic yes 
we're actually what we need to do is get rid of all the crap we've got yeah and go out and sit in a park yeah and breathe yeah right. mindfulness isn't strapping <laughs> something to your head is it? so yeah. this talking of which this is my latest app <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is this the one from your course? Yeah, called Power Flower. I, you, just, you, I just love Power the music. Flower? I just love the music. Yeah, Here's a flower, as you can see. And you grow the petals by doing tasks. Right. As you can see, my petals aren't exactly... You haven't done any tasks yet. But I've done one. Way. What have you done? That one. Can I hold it to the, the thing? It sounds okay. nice, that does. So, one is energy. Okay. So, it gives me a task, which is to write a poem. Okay. And then there's... Oh, you're right, writing poems. You just don't like reading them out. Yeah. And then there's uh, tranquility. So it hasn't, I haven't got a tranquility task at the moment because I need to do my poem. There's one on self and I've scored 20 points on others. And that was the very first task it gave me is you have to make a phone call. Oh. So... Okay, well done. So I did. That music's a little bit stressful. Do you not like it? No. All right. right. I find okay. it a little bit anxious for that. It's a little bit glockenspiel, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, if there's one... Chime bars. I was thinking on chime bars the other day. Do you remember chime bars? Well, they kind of are glockish spills, right? Chime bars? Just the individual ones. You oh, have the them ones that school. hang down and you just go... What are those? No, 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 no. Oh, I think this is like child bars. of the 70s. Right. Not dime bars. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was in the, I was in the 70s just, but I can't remember Yeah, much so of it. it's almost like a little cylinder, normally blue, with a hole in it, yeah. and then a piece of white metal on oh, top. Yeah, on top, yeah. But like just, you'd have a yeah, chime okay. bar. Chime, yeah, they yeah, were a chime bar. But I heard them in a track the other day. Similar to Glockenspiel. We though, talked about Glockenspiel has lots we? of them on, on yeah. top, don't they? Yeah, okay. And xylophone, I guess, is mm-hmm. that sort of mm-hmm. family, isn't it? Yep. Okay, moving on, as you say. Yeah. Do I need to put a light on? It's up to you. I'm easy either way. Okay. Um, if you'd like to. You know, we talked about what um, £1 million looks like in £20 notes. Yeah. I was right. The, the height is... is a little bit bigger than a double-decker bus. Hmm. I looked at it in a bit more detail and I looked at 1 million and 1 billion. Yeah. It gave me some stats. So 1 million in 20-pound notes, so crisp, brand-new 20-pound notes, yeah. weighs 54.5 kilograms. 54.5 kilograms? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, a single stack of money with 50,000 20s to mm-hmm. make a million mm-hmm. uh, of new bank notes would be 6.65 metres tall. Yeah. Pretty tall, right? Yeah. Definitely taller than the bus. And would have a a volume of at least seventy nine point two seven liters. Mm-hmm. Now this is liquid uh, cash. Oh, very good. Yeah. Now just to kind of we've always talked about how the difference between a Millions million and, and billions. Yeah. When we've done it in years. Yeah. So check this one out. Okay. For a billion, going to be more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a stack of twenties would weigh fifty four point five tons. Right, and it's 54.5 kilos. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course it is. That makes sense. Yeah, that isn't yeah, even clever. Yeah. I thought that was like the pyramids. But no, yeah, but that's it's that's like, <clears throat> that is yeah. a single stack of money with 50 million. 20 pound notes. 50 million 20 pound notes would be 6.65 kilometers tall. Hmm. 4.1 miles hmm. high compared to six meters high. Yeah. That is staggering, isn't it? Well, it's a thousand times more. I know it is, Mark. <laughs> but I'm it's trying to let yeah. the listeners no, picture know. this in their heads so they can go, oh my God, that's it, amazing. Doing it that way is more effective than saying it's a thousand times more. I get that. The difference between six metres and then 6,000 metres. I'm just providing a little bit. Yeah, of no, no, of, I get know, it. I'm in favour of it. Drama. I'm in favour kind of, of it, yeah. I'm okay. in favour. <laughs> Going back to Nina Fedorsky. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had another random name. Look, I'm just going to search your kind of past and no, no, bring no. them all back. You wouldn't, you know, I think, bring I th- them all back to life. I think Not this guy's done that. Yeah, I've... God bless Nina. I think this guy's <laughs> dead. So this guy's called Johnny Rutter. 
Right. Which is a great name, isn't it? Yeah. Who I think is probably dead. God bless him. So Sounds like a geezer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was a teacher at my school uh-huh. when I was 11 or 12. Hmm. And I don't know why he came into my head, but just did. So I thought I'd share it. <laughs> As with every thought yeah. you so, articulate. So when I went to the school I went to was split into like a lower school and then an upper school. Yeah. So I must have just, I must have been 12 or 13 because I went into the upper school. And on a Monday after, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> this is, I know I know how my stories feel to you now. Was it was a thirteen? Oh, I can't remember. I can't no. remember. What, was it? Did you wear a uniform? I can't really remember. What kind of? Did wear a tie? A cap? I don't know. No, mm. believe me, this is nowhere close to your boredom level. So, <laughs> even me discussing my age is like uh, light relief from fucking. This is great. Um, no, I, I'm just feeling tinkerish. So, so went into the upper school mm. and. Johnny Rotter was a manager in... Was he in the Sex Pistols? Rutter. I said Rotter then, didn't I? Now he sounds something <laughs> Rotter, like... Now Johnny. it's like the Bells of Centrinians, isn't it? Johnny Rotter in the sheepskin coat. He'd be the one, yeah, placing all the well, bets. Maybe, maybe that should be the name for your book in your memoirs. You have to change some names, don't you? Just call yeah. it, yeah. Sorry. So Johnny Johnny the Rotter. Yeah. So <laughs> when we went to upper school on a, on a Monday afternoon, you had to do one of three things. You had to go into the cadet force... Yeah. So when lessons finished, you had to stay on. You had to do the cadet force. You had to do something that was called social services, which was basically going around to, to poorly people and taking them a little bit of food or mm-hmm. tidying their garden. And then there was another one, which was just picking litter, really. But what Johnny did, he, he liked to keep in touch with the pupils that had gone over. And so every Monday after you'd done one of those tasks, he would put an invite for three or four of you to come back to the school and spend an hour chatting with him and f- letting him know how you were getting on. Don't pull that face. What? I haven't got a face. So I got the invite one day that, like, if you'd like to go over with three of your mates to see Johnny. And that I know saying this now, in, in this day and age, and post-Savile, oh, this no, does no seem... I have no idea what you mean. But uh, there's no... This sounds I'm not, completely innocent. I'm not casting any aspersions. No, I'm just telling you how it is. Hmm. And so received the invite. So marched over in my yeah. cadet uniform. Um was that a requirement? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, and and I don't know why this came into my mind, except that when you came in, you would take a seat in Johnny's living room and he'd open a bottle of Bull's Blood wine. And I always remember it was Bull's Blood, which I think is a Bulgarian red wine. Oh, I think so. It, it sounds, might be worth a Google all, search. It's all culty to me And now. then he would fast. What, sacrifice a lamb in front no, of you? He would, he would fast round cigars and we would sit there smoking if cigars. this isn't grooming, Mark, I don't know what it is. It isn't. I don't know what it is. It was How just catching you? up. 13. <laughs> just hanging out with a teacher smoking God, who, under Who there. hasn't? No, but seriously, it I wasn't haven't. grooming. It wasn't. Okay. He was, it was just, it's only now in this day and age where people will go, ooh, okay, that's you, what, you just talked and smoked cigars and drank And wine. got drunk, yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, it can happen, can't it? Yeah. yeah. It did. Oh, was that it? It just came to mind. Yeah, yeah, nothing, that's it. Okay. There's no There's no punchline. I, I don't want to look him up. Um, <laughs> uh, AI making investments. Yeah. Um, this was back in 2019, but while humans remain a big part of uh, the trading equation, AI plays an increasingly significant role. According to a recent study by UK research firm Coalition, ele- electronic trades account for almost 45% of revenues in cash equities trading. Uh, and while hedge funds are more reluctant when it comes to automation, many of them use AI-powered analysis to get investment ideas and build portfolios. So more oh, probably, yeah. it's probably been happening for yeah. 
a couple of years at least. I also looked into the the ads to kind of kettle the <laughs> yeah. eBay thing, which is basically drop shipping, which a lot yeah. of people do. Yes, you can obviously do it in um, eBay, but there are restrictions, so you can't just go and start selling test goes and Asda stuff. There's rules to follow within eBay, so you can't just go and start selling as Asda kettles. But, yeah, I think yeah. they were bypassing a lot of those. Yeah, there's this one guy yeah. I saw, you probably saw the same article, he, he was making about 30 grand a month, mm. not even touching any stock. Yeah. Literally just yeah. making... And no small, startup money needed. No, or anything. absolutely nothing. You sent me a tweet this morning. Well, I've got a bit of advice for you as well. Do this first, and I've got a bit of advice. Carry on. Less of the lip sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> Get into water, you slag. <laughs> You we sent, always go cockney, don't we? You sent you sent me a tweet, but now the tweet's unavailable. Yeah, you know why that is? Because you sent it me, and they're yes. all watching us. Yes, World Economic Forum. Yeah, you sent it me, and now it's gone. Hell. Yeah, it, I know. it was a fairly innocuous tweet. I know. Don't don't get me started. So no, I'm going to get. This is literally okay. why I'm asking you. Next week, we haven't got long. But next week, I'm doing a 12 minute monologue on the World Economic Forum on the fucking world. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. All right, put it in your book and your little. Well, no, I know this. I've started weird it already. Green... Well, just do, just entertain me. What am I? Have you still got green ink? I mean, there's something seriously wrong with you. <laughs> On this page, I've got I'm KFC buy you Eleven. Ba- there's my note. I'm going to buy you. A... <laughs> I'm going to buy you a. Man. So <laughs> it's an... I'm going to take another picture. Well, conspiracy. And you bloody book. We need some content anyway, don't we? No, this is just going to be. This is going to be. <laughs> this is going to be. Um... <laughs> This is going to be a 12-minute serious Nothing monologue. Nothing is ever 12 minutes with you. No, I'm going to time it. This is going to be... This is 100%. I've got to the point of thinking... Don't give it away now. No, no. Is this the preamble? Is this the, the, the teaser tra- trailer? Yeah, this okay. is the clickbait. So... <laughs> it's good because I can't talk about that thing. Now it's bloody disappeared. Shall I tell you what it was? Can you remember what it was? Did you yeah, watch remember what it was? Yeah, I remember what it was, yeah. Yeah. It was basically about how... Sorry, do you want to... No, no, you can say what it was. I know it's, it's interesting it's been taken down there. It was only about how how quiet the world had become during the pandemic. Yeah, good news. It, yeah, but but when you think about who's make, who makes up the forum, yeah. which is pretty much all the biggest corporations in the world, oil, yes. gas, fossil yes. fuels, tech, yeah. everyone, that's kind of a weird thing to say. It's like, oh, how, how peaceful has it been? Yeah. But when you start to read the article, it was about they've been able to take measurements. Of little size, earthquakes. Um, not size, seismic activity. Seismic activity, yeah. And because it's been so quiet, they've been able to take measurement. Because a but, lot, but, a lot, but a lot in of the people... scale of two and a half million deaths and the yeah, no, it just, it's economic seemed... collapse, someone it, it... going, we found a couple of little earthquakes. Yeah. So, I mean, some of the responses so to the tweets were like, <laughs> what, are, what, what is the point of this? Yeah. Which is, which is a good point. Everyone's yeah. just like, what, what are they doing? What are they saying? Yeah. Because it goes against what you think they stand for. Yes, and, but it's not even. It's a very strange. But it's thing. not even saying something that's countering what everyone thinks of them. I'm literally it's getting just, it's World Economic Forum and every social media platform I'm on. Yeah, I'm getting videos. I'm getting Tony Blair. I'm getting Daily Telegraph. Did you want to tease your monologue? The monologue is going to be this, and this is big. The whole thing around conspiracy theories. It's, it's this bit about I'm not. It's like you said a couple of times ago. I don't. I shouldn't be paranoid. Everyone does hate me. It's it's based on that. There is just so much going on at the moment, and the pace is so great that I just want to put it out exactly okay. as I see it, right or Made wrong, and just just put it out. Is there no right or wrong? No, that's no, there isn't. Well, there is. <laughs> that's that's um, an interview with Alan Partridge. He's 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 interviewing a child genius, and um, I think he says you are totally unique. 
on a child genius goes, there can be no great gradation of uniqueness. One is either unique or is not. And he said, I can't remember the punchline. Fuck off. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> also, what I saw this morning, we both like Russell Brand, don't we? Becoming, to, yeah, as part of my... Uh, oh, is he up there with your Jamila Jamils and, and others? Ricky Jamils. It's people that I'm growing to love. Okay, I cool. think they're maturing. Okay, cool. Yeah, yes, I do. Um, well, so the he, video, you showed me that. Um, did I send it to you? YouTube, yeah, yeah. So he put out a film yesterday just mm. on how Bill Gates is now the largest farmland owner in the United States. Which I mentioned you several had, weeks yes, ago. Hence, I'm picking up threads. Yeah, okay. It's not totally random, okay, Mark. thanks. Like so, give me some credit. Um, as you now owns uh, 242,000 acres of farmland. Yeah. It's, very, it's, it's pertinent to say Yes. farm land and yes. not just land in general yes totally um and looked up the uh, in the land re- u.s land report in the top 100 bill and melinda gates are now uh number 49 in the in the top 100 land report yes guess who's at number 25 zuckerberg bernard matthews <laughs> no this is actually just land actually this is not actually farmland bezos okay of the jeff variety yeah so he does this um link which i'll put up in the notes which is uh entitled the great reset you've just been talking about the mm-hmm. world economic forum that that wasn't their title originally was it the great reset they adopted that themselves yeah. but basically it's bill gates too powerful and it's really good there's some interesting points around the use of tech in farming within india and africa mm-hmm. kind of developing countries amongst as well as um india and africa i don't even call them developing countries anymore so farming within india and africa as examples of how digital is arguably a veil for more sinister uses such as data mining on farming behavior and things like that mm. they've drawn some comparisons again you can go and look at and, and see this film for yourself but bill gates has kind of and others have supplied farmers with tech yes that they may not ordinarily have yes been gathering data and then in some instances allegedly have even sold that data back to the farmers so then you go are you trying to help or are you just gaining more information on them to either profit from them or to you know to profit and get lots of information and then and then do without them at some point because they're going big into mechanized farming ai machine learning all that kind of stuff and his call for, for beef not to be eaten in the more developed, right. okay, our terminology might be, but the yeah. bigger, richer countries shouldn't be eating beef anymore. He's, yeah. There's lot. There's lots of... Um, this will be in my monologue. It's very question. It might be 13 okay. minutes, but there's a lot of Bill Gates. <laughs> okay. um, we've got to crack on, Mark. No, no, lighter oh. note. What? No, I'm not prefer- So this is completely random, unlike me, I know, but this was from... We finish off with some kind of... Um, lighthearted. We haven't totally finished. No. Just want to round off bookmarks with a little bit of light relief. I don't actually, I'm going to find the link for this because I know you'll ask, but I know this is an old book and this particular chapter or the book is called Spells, Charms and Incantations. Oh, I like it. Um, I will try and find where it comes from, but I'm not sure if I will. And so there's a few things just on this one page that this person has said quite interesting. So these are things you can do. So I know this should come in life hacks, but I just we're just going to put it here. Or you can ask me to repeat it again. We shoot from the hip. Yeah. Take a shoe that the woman you love has worn, fill it with rue, don't know what that is, R-U-E, and hang it over your bed to make her love you. Well, there's a little tip. To win a maiden's love, get a hair and a pin off her, unperceived, twist the hair around the pin, is and then throw them backwards into a river. Is this voodoo? No, spells, charms, and incantations. So those are the voodoo. two. <laughs> the first <laughs> two you look... Voodoo, that voodoo that you do so well... Where's that from? Uh, I don't care. So the third one, <laughs> which is probably the best one here, you may fascinate a woman by giving her a piece of cheese. That's probably the easiest of the three. Isn't it? <laughs> Not to eat or... Hmm. Uh, rue is a herb. Okay. 
So Felicia... This is basically voodoo. I'm not doing any of that. Black magic. No, I'm not mucking around with that. Okay. I'll have some cheese. <laughs> like a bit of cheese. How do you hide a small horse with cheese? Mascarpone. <laughs> Key music. Right, work life ballet. Uh, risk. I said we we're going to talk about risk, and your eyes lit up. Mm. Uh, why? Why? <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, I think there's a little bit of talking about. This has kind of come out. I mean, there was. We had lots more to talk about on the why mm. and the science behind kind mm. of wanting more and stuff like that. Um, and also, to one of my life hacks was about protecting the downside. Yeah. So I just kind of thought, again, trying to pack it all in. We could mm. probably need a couple of episodes for each one, but I just thought we'd kind of have a little look at risk because it felt like we we're on that kind of tip. Amen. Found kind of three types of risk that people have identified. Been okay. doing some research. Uh, so one is risk aversion. Uh, this is a type of attitude where an individual inclines towards uh, certain as opposed to uncertain events. An average person is usually like this. Uh, a risk aversion type will leave a good chance of more profits on the table and look for more certain scenarios instead, thereby settling for less than would be expected as a result. The second one is uh, risk seeking. This is a type of attitude or behavior where a person gravitates towards uncertain activities in place of more certain ones. You display a risk seeking attitude when you are ready to pay a penalty to take a risk. Yeah, People are more risk seeking in poor conditions and mm. uh, risk averse in wealthy positions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you've got a million pounds, then you're not going to be a drugs mule, but mm. you might invest in the FT100. Uh, and then the third one is risk neutral. This type of individual possesses an indifferent attitude towards risk. These individuals usually display their character when decisions are based exclusively on expected monetary value. So different types of risk. I guess when I was kind of talking about the downside, you, you know, which Richard Branson talks a lot about, who I mentioned. So his one example was when he was when he had Virgin Records, he was looking to start up Virgin atlantic and he needed to yeah. buy a jumbo jet yeah they were pushed to, to find the funds for this jumbo mm. jet i think it was a second hand one when i think that's how they first yeah. started yeah. um so he went to all his um his colleagues in virgin records and said look the worst that can happen here is we're going to lose six months profits if this mm. if this goes mm. south and because he put it like that everyone went okay we know the risks yeah we, we could still survive if that happened yeah. So that's a great, one of the, the perfect examples and one that he uses all the time of, of how to protect his downside. So he went and did it and of course it paid off. So it yeah. worked. So you could argue there's a risk, but everyone understood the, I guess, the permutations of that risk, mm -hmm. how everyone's going to be affected. And then went, yeah, so it's that screw it, let's do it attitude that mm -hmm. he's got. So I would say that that isn't that risky personally. And I kind of feel that I'm probably in that area where I go, okay, there's, you might lose something, but what you might gain is going to be, yeah. you know. It's exponential just it's interesting that you've gravitated straight away this is this this is the difference between you and i you've mm. gravitated straight away to looking risk in a business setting yeah and you know that you and i have had a few business ups and downs over the last few weeks talking about various mm. things mm. and that risk has come into that hasn't it in terms of yeah yeah looking at risk of investments and yeah. things but that didn't even cross my mind which i guess is so i'm thinking about personal risk as soon as you said the word risk the eye reason my mm. eyes lit up it was, it was like thinking about times yeah of how far i would risk myself personally i guess okay i see what you mean but it's i didn't even think of business but it's the most obvious as soon as you're saying that now it depends going, what you're doing because i guess in business you're you know less you're kind of cleaning windows of skyscrapers <laughs> the risk is very different isn't it in terms yeah. of your physical risk i guess yeah. the business i've been in or even any kind of property stuff generally is is money is the rest of its attitude it's not a physical risk mm. Mm. no one's going to be harmed physically harmed no. unless you you know do someone over and they come around and break your, break yeah. your legs with a baseball yeah. bat <laughs> but um but generally, it's about the only, you know, there's there's financial risk, I guess, mm. mostly. 
Mm. Other than that, it's it's reputational, yes, emotional, yes, yeah, and really they're not kind of again that's the reality thing. They're not real. They don't feel like real things. Mm. We could argue money's a con- construct as well, yeah. but <laughs> but I've, I found something about introverts and risk, mm-hmm. which I thought was pertinent to us mm-hmm. again like most things there's kind of two sides to this so um so one example here is brain differences may also help explain why introverts are less likely to engage in risky behavior and this is coming from the idea that introverts don't take any risks mm. research has shown that extroverts brains light up more when gambling for example and that extroverted children tend to overeat more than their introverted peers um shigeru oshi phd professor of psychology at the university of virginia from a study in 2015 says introverts are on average less risk-taking than extroverts a quality he says can protect against uh, potentially harmful behavior extroverts are more prone to impulse related distress uh, they tend to have more externalizing disorders while introverts tend to internalize things and then i found an article which is slightly different view so one theory of risk taking is that extroverts may be more likely to take risks because they are more comfortable engaging with the world around them Um, and there's i think three studies here uh, that find out where extroverts may have advantages over introverts in in risk taking i won't go into them but basically they're all it it pretty much comes down to a calculated risks there's risks and then there's calculated risks and Mm -hmm. then you could argue you know it's easy to kind of say that introverts probably take more calculated risks because they're probably a bit more practical you're probably sitting there going i don't actually think that's true if you're kind of more in on yourself you're probably more likely to kind of to think about they be more considered that kind of practical analytical thinking or extroverts kind of probably go wildly and just go off and mm. but i don't think that's always the case like everything of these yeah. it might might be the might be the norm might be the majority but i don't think you can categorically say an introvert is less no. is less no. risk you know risk averse or more risk averse than an, than an extrovert but there's lots of different you know different ideas as to why and there's studies that have happened on kind of children and we've shown kind of extrovert kind of qualities mm. and take more risks and learn more so there's kind of almost um you can potentially take on more things and learn more things yeah. experience yeah. more things rather than just you know introverts aren't hermits and live in a cave but you're less likely to engage with others i guess less likely to be more curious yeah do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah i mean you can see it from that point of view that if someone is more out there in some ways if you're going to be in more circumstances because of your lifestyle or your attitude or mm. your characteristics you're going to force yourself i think my attitude to risk because I almost actively encourage risk, is I, I'm certain is is a reaction to the restrictions of my childhood, and yeah, just the fact that yeah. it was so you know so controlled and so ordered and so there was nothing out of place mm. that I think it's like and quite often you get this that don't you that kids are just going to either go follow the other way. or go the other way and I even do things now that are just I, nonsensical you know take take risks that that don't even seem to have any particular advantage to me or to others mm. so i'll quite often walk with my shoelaces undone there is nothing to be gained from that yeah other than I'm losing the slightest shoe. rebellion yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's hardly it's hardly anarchy in the uk is it yeah. <laughs> but it does have an inherent risk mm. so yeah i think sometimes it can be your attitude to risk can either be and, and i think but you've also i think you've got a, a balance of both you're just talking about kind of our recent kind of dealings on stuff you've you've been you've been very risk-seeking yeah so there's elements to you were risk-seeking but also i've seen lot, uh, quite a lot of risk averse now that sounds contradictory i think you can be both i think the risk averse in you has kind of looked at stuff and gone hold on a minute let's just check again protecting the downside let's just look at these things yeah because these might trip us up further down the line for example you know someone who was risk-seeking would go bah fuck it let's do yeah. it so there's an element of to do this thing as a whole 
you could argue has has many risks. Mm-hmm. But there's certain elements of it you've gone, hold on, now I just need to I need to go in. Like we've done, haven't we? we we've gone yeah. away and go, just, let's go away, have 24 hours and we'll come back and we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. That is that is sensible and pragmatic and actually risk averse, is, isn't the, it? The it's interest... not like just, yeah, let's do it and just kind of, yeah, lads, lads. <laughs> but the, the interesting thing is my... So there's been a nice balance of the two. Yeah, but th- that isn't my typical character People that have known me for a period of time wouldn't go that I'd be the sensible. No, let's just think. But about you, but this. you pulled me up on a on a few things where I've kind of gone, oh that, and I just you know, and I go, no, actually that is a good. But that's been... but we've been slight. I've been risky and you know risk seek and risk averse in slightly different ways. I think they've been complementary to each other. They have, but, but, but the reason I've been there is around self preservation, but not from a risk. It's from preserving. It's one of the things that's said on the course. Well, preserving you is still kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's no, still, it is. It but is it's, still it's preserving, avert. preserving things, because not preserving is a risk. So putting yourself at risk is not preserving yourself. It's not yeah, self-preservation, yeah, no, that's a good is point. it? So it's probably semantics here, but I, I think you, you, I don't think you're quite that. I don't think you're one way. I don't think you're like, you know. I think the preservation. You're not going to have it, or with a car on opposite lock, maybe you're around the little roundabout. Yeah. You know, you're not all the way home. You know, you're not like out and out risky. I would say you have risky tendencies. But I also think you're quite grounded and quite analytical. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> this is what I've seen. You need to do your Myers-Briggs. Mm. You need to settle on one. Well, they, they got it wrong first time. Didn't they? So. <laughs> I'll do it again. I'll do that yeah. this week. I, th- I think if you can have, I think if you can find balance with another person or find balance within yourself, I think that is a really, really kind of healthy place to be. When I said about doing my monologue, one of the reasons I want to do it is that I feel... I think there has been a emotional sea change that has made people withdraw into safety as the, as the natural... As a default. Yeah, as their natural default. And did I send you the video of the guy with the lint roller outside the yeah, department did, store? <laughs> yeah. So he set that up as a prank in America. So who's checking? He was, but so these people come into the, the front of what, a supermarket or a shop? Yeah, and there was a big department oh, store. Was it yeah, so great big department. Yeah. And, and he, he, had he, a, he, he did that almost like you were getting... He didn't actually speak to them. He no, didn't almost say like you were getting patted down like yeah. of security. So he, yeah. he kind of raised his arms, didn't he? And people put their arms up. Yeah. And then and he'd then get the lint roller. Over there. And because of the pandemic that wasn't questioned and i think yeah, people just did it yeah yeah and i've seen one or two other things that said it would be an interesting social experiment mm. if someone said yellow masks are better than blue yeah and i what i feel at the moment is that that safety is becoming such a default mm. that questioning is now seen as unsafe yeah which is why i want to do this monologue because what i want to say is for example it's it's not worth being risk seeking i.e questioning authority questioning the yes. line the line yes do you Re- know what i mean regardless so so the, the so, so back to the why again what, why am i doing because that is, been, that is risky yes. isn't it yes because you might you might not question it even if you're kind of a risk seeking perk you might you might just go actually i'm worried about that fear risk it's all the things we've been talking yes. about whys all those things isn't it actually but i think the way the world's gone is that people will now go into their shells or are going into mm. their shells whereas yeah, the questioning. I mean, one of the questions. So we're becoming risk averse. We're becoming risk averse, even all those small things as well as the big existential. And then what questions. we, when we are risk averse, what we do is we 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 grab the the most safe, reliable option, mm. and that's that's the 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 company line, the government line, yeah. the mainstream media line, because that's what we're fed. Mm. And so what happens is that you are then seen more and more as 
a rebel, as a questioner, as like, why can't you just do it? You know, vaccine passports, why are you even, this will save our future? Why are you even questioning? And you're going, well, because when this has happened in history in the past and people have had to wear a sticker or be identified as X, Y, and Z, it has mm -hmm. greater ramifications than stopping the flu. Yeah, yeah. If you do it on that level. There it is a thing about civil liberties. There is a bit about, you know, someone was saying the other day, which I thought was really interesting, um, a government had said about it, was saying, if we bring in the vaccine passport as Casaga are bringing it on for their cruises, yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah. and you sort of think, well, everyone who goes on the Saga cruise will have been vaccinated by probably in about the next three or four yeah, weeks. in terms of the, the, the demographic. And right? in, in some ways, yeah. you can sort of go, that makes sense. And because... also you could go, well, they're all on a, a big tin boat. Yeah. And all, and all squashed in together. Yeah. On one side, but the other side, you can go. Well, what's the, what's the difference between that and a nightclub? Yes, yeah. And then where are we then? But someone was saying about foreign travel. If you've mm. got you know a twenty year old that isn't going to be vaccinated in November and go, well, actually, you can go to Greece, but it won't be till next year because mm. of this vaccine passport. There's you know, or mm. you were pregnant and therefore you couldn't have had to, you know the whole host of other things yeah, in terms yeah, of civil liberties. Yeah, 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 it could even get to the point of going, you cannot go out. To any social thing. <laughs> yeah. Until, and you speak to a 20-year-old yeah. and go, I'm sure you don't mind. Your grand's gone on holiday to Greece, mm. but you can't. And if you do go on holiday in this country, you can't go to a nightclub or a pub. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you take it to its natural conclusion, yeah. it yeah. becomes, the safety thing becomes such a default. Like, why risk it for everybody? Just, yeah. Yeah. just stop moaning about vaccine passport. Mm -hmm. Just do as you're told. Yeah. But then when you go, but there is another side to this story. Mm. And someone said which I thought was a great thing on Twitter, they were saying, the Prime Minister said this has got to be based on data, not dates. It's got to be based on science. And what I can't understand is why there hasn't been, every month, every couple of weeks, a debate about all these massive things that yeah. everyone's talking yeah. about, why the BBC haven't got eight experts in a room discussing both sides of yeah. every single story. Yeah, right. And there hasn't been. And you think that would be such an interesting thing. Mm. So instead of getting all of our news off Twitter or TikTok, mm. you know, you get four people on each side yeah. of one motion, almost yeah. like the sort of Oxford debating society. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I'd love to listen to it because I think it might change my mind on some things. Yeah. It might cement some thoughts, mm. but why hasn't there been any, yeah. you know, intellectual discussion? We're on this, um, the Russell Brand clip I mentioned in the, oh, I just mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a clip from Al Jazeera News mm -hmm. and they, they got a, an expert giving an opinion. You're like, I was, I was properly taken aback by it. And I just thought, that's, you never hear anything like that. No. And I, just, I just thought, maybe I'm just going to try and watch Al Jazeera for the next week and see how <laughs> compare and contrast. Yeah. Honestly, you would never see it on BBC. No. You think, why wouldn't you? Yeah. With the kind of partial, you know, that's impartial, the question. Why impartiality. Why? It's just like, yeah. I had thought about risk being quite small and, and big things, but throw it into our tag cloud, risk and fear. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, imbalance, lack of discussion, and everything kind of comes together, doesn't it? Yeah. Right, we're going to move on. Um, this is something we didn't have time to put in last episode when we were mm -hmm. talking about why we want more. Mm -hmm. This is an article by Olivia Goldhill four years ago. She says, um, what's the sign of a life well lived? If you were to judge by LinkedIn resumes alone, you might be impressed uh, by prestigious job titles and accolades. But in person, the importance of these formal achievements 
quickly fades away. Regardless of career success, there can be something very dispiriting, almost lifeless about someone who moves without strife through the ranks of their law firm. Nobody's deepest yearning is to be a decently salaried professional whose only goal is to get a table at a trendy restaurant. Whether it's striving for a new job or more meaningful relationships or personal enlightenment, we need to actively want something more in order to live well. In fact, neuroscience shows that the act of seeking itself rather than the goals we realise is key to satisfaction, as in seeking itself. Mm -hmm. That was clear in Mm -hmm. my my intonation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Neuroscientist Yak Pangsep argues that uh, of seven core instincts in the human brain, anger, fear, panic, grief, maternal care, pleasure, lust, play and seeking, Seeking is the most important. All mammals have this seeking system, wherein dopamine, a transmitter linked to reward and pleasure, is also involved in coordinating planning activities. This means animals are rewarded for exploring their surroundings and seeking new information for survival. It can also explain why, if rats are given access to a lever that causes them to receive an electric shock, they will repeatedly electrocute themselves. Mm-hmm. That kind of, because we were talking about almost why we want to be curious and why we want to know more and have more and they're not necessarily physical sorry they're not necessarily always possessions Mm -hmm. tangible things Mm -hmm. they can be emotional things as well yeah can't they which i think that is pangsep notes in his book effective neuroscience that rats do not seem to find electrocution pleasurable he says self-stimulating animals look excessively excited even crazed when they worked for this kind of stimulation he writes instead of being driven by any reward he argues the rats were motivated by the need to seek itself the reward was seeking Yes, an action. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's a verb, yeah. Okay, the human desire to seek can help make sense of studies showing that achieving major goals or even winning the lottery doesn't cause long-term changes in happiness, but our drive to look ahead needn't cause a permanent state of dissatisfaction, as seeking itself is a fulfilling activity. Evan Thompson, a philosophy professor at the University of British Columbia, says that the entire field of philosophy can be seen as the expression of this seeking impulse. Rather than coming up with a philosophical answer and then resting, content with a solution, Thompson says many philosophers would say the quest is an end in itself. That's um, the, that, that, that fits very much with um, yeah, the sort of cliches you hear about it's you know the journey, not the destination, or yeah. as much the journey as the destination, yeah. which I suppose it is. Because I talked about on here about how the process of this is my kind of driver. Yes. You know, the ultimate... I mean, we've got, we, we do have a why, don't we? We talked about that yeah. and we do have yeah. that as a solid thing about, we talk about it at the beginning of every episode, don't we? So that's that sorted, but it's, you know, all the effort and everything else that goes into this, I sometimes go, why? Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, it take, it take, but then you kind of go, well, actually, I kind of like the process and I like the exploration and I like learning all this stuff, even the stuff I don't really understand. Yeah. Yeah, it, I, it just keeps me going because part you know we've talked about it before in terms of my nature that just wants to I do want more I want to I want to learn more I want to kind of find out more about things and it is exhausting and I do exhaust myself mm-hmm. but I think we, I like to think we and I always I think I've talked about it before we, I get suspicious of, of people who don't I have definitely talked about yeah. that before yeah. when we yeah. talked about setting bars and expectations yeah. and yeah. things and it's just something that I have and you're kind of like that as well aren't you you kind of yeah but you kind of you go you do more of the which I've kind of the deeper dive. Yeah, I've definitely kind of picked up on that and started to do a bit more of that off the back of what you do. But I mean, one of the things I was going to mention then, which is sort of linked to this, didn't exactly, but it is linked quite well, is that um, I'm just thinking of a client who I worked with before this lockdown. And we were having a discussion in terms that there was a number of factors why she she sort of 
had time travelled ahead and knew that she was vulnerable. Firstly, there was the vulnerability that another lockdown was about to happen, which means that training would finish. There was the vulnerability about it being winter and the lack of sunlight, which is something that's very important to her. The lack of ability of being able to walk every night because it was going to be dark and she was worried and blah, blah, blah. And we struggled a little bit to sort of find that sort of hook to put her happiness on because all the markers were like the next few months are going to be tough yeah um and what we did was this was as i say between lockdowns was that we put in a date to introduce anticipation Mm -hmm. so she made a booking um this was i think this was towards the end i can't remember where it was on the lockdowns it it isn't important but it was a carrot so the carrot (laughs) was on this date i am now going to take two nights away mm-hmm. and go to X, yeah. Y, and Z. Yeah. And what happened, is, it was it made me think about what you said. It was the process that once that date was in place, it yeah. was going on the internet instead of looking at COVID news. It was like <laughs> looking where it's still open and where can I book and what hotel can move, I go yeah, to? Yeah, and is the, you could also go, well, what's it really doing? Is it really moving anything forward? Really? Well, I mean, you could c- almost go to anything. What's the point of anything, you know? Yeah. But, we we need that deep some deep down in our soul. We need what something to look. We've talked about this, haven't we? The kind of anticipation, looking forward to something, and I'm sure we have in one of our pods. Yeah, and the, the point I was going to make on this is that this on this particular person, this worked really Reward, well. Reward, isn't it? Which yeah. I think um, we've just kind of talked about it. Although yeah. the electrocution was a bit, but it was a, <laughs> I guess, a stimulus. Yeah, but the the anticipation, the seeking of of the holiday and the information and the booking and all that was as much as important as the going away because yeah. it gave it gave a yeah. sense of purpose. The point I was going to make was that this whole thing on June the 21st, I think is a very, very worrying situation. I mean, the, the memes have been hilarious, haven't they? They have been hilarious. But Everyone is basically on going to a club or getting drunk. I was thinking about this this morning. The memes are funny. And then I had that kind of, that's literally what's going to happen. Yeah. Isn't it? But the mental health aspect and of we June the 21st, the core now is for it to be, there's a petition for it oh, to be a bank holiday. So if you look you at it. You can just see what's going on, you yeah. can, which will bring me to what I think we're going to cover in the next episode. But right. Yeah. So I've been looking at it from, not necessarily from my perspective, but from, from people that I know thinking you are going to get an avalanche of you will be happy on June the 21st. You will now be free. You yeah. will now be able to do all the things you've been waiting to do. And there's going to be millions of people in this country who perhaps don't have the financial mm. resources anymore because they've lost their job. Yeah, right. So very much the stuff on social media, is this great? You can go to festivals, you can get drunk, you can go on holiday. There's going to be millions of people yeah. who will be going to a food bank on June the 21st. Mm-hmm. They won't be going to festivals. So the social media aspect then is this This is aspirational. This is what we're going to do. But for a growing number of people, it's going to be an impossibility. Yeah. So that just makes your position worse yeah. because everybody else is well, having... the FOMO stuff we talked about yeah. the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two is that it, it feels a little bit like the New Year's Eve and it feels like the day after you've passed <laughs> your exams. <laughs> yeah. Is that the expectation becomes It's being unrealistic. built. The frenzy's like yeah. there already, isn't it? It's not, hasn't yeah. even, it's not like it's building. It's, it was almost an instant frenzy, wasn't it? Yeah. And of, the number of training packages now. from PTs at the moment. Oh, really? About, yeah. Countdown, it's 47 days. Here's your 47 day training program. Get your, get your beach body. But, yes, exactly. Oh, now crikey. we've got a date, and it's, it's everything mm. we've been talking against in a way. It's like yeah. you've had a year yeah. to get a beach body. True. Now you've been given a date. Yeah. Yeah. So, what then happens? Because it's unlikely if you've done no exercise mm. for the whole of lockdown and you enter a six week program now that you will have a beach body. 
So again, it's the whole anticipation. Is the right? Is that the right thing you should be doing? Going balls out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's a whole. I understand. Host of I understand things. the release nature of the you know the, the kind of the the caged animal, the release. Yeah. Okay, I kind of get that, but it's like, oh come on. But it's you know it's, we have been allowed to go it's outside. Going back to this, you know yeah, what I mean? It's going back to this happiness thing. It's basically saying on June the twenty first, yeah. you will be happy because everything is going to be given back to you. It's like when you've been grounded as a kid and you're allowed to go out down the park and drink cider again. Mm. It isn't going to be like that. For yeah. a vast number of people, it's going to be trauma, sadness. They're going to have people not including them because they've lost their friendships. Yeah, right. There's yeah. going to be people with mental health problems that don't want to leave the house, who are going yeah. to get invited to things and yeah, going, right. I physically can't move. Yeah, and But none of that's been looked after. None of that's... There's no... You know, when we said look ahead and think what's going to be happening, there's nothing being put in place to protect the mental health of people. No. You think about it, all we've heard for the last 12 months is the pressure on the NHS. Yeah. How many people are going to end up in A&E? Yeah. yeah. On the 21st or 22nd of June? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Real- realistically? Yeah. The police are going to go back to literally picking people off the floor. Yeah. Aren't they? Yeah. Picking them out of bushes. But and... I'm thinking of the mental health from no, June no, the 21st onwards. There's people going to be. But but, but, it, but that isn't just going to be, a, you know, there's going to be people going out on a bender. There's yeah. those. But of course, there's the, there's between now and that time, the anxiety that's going to be happening between. Yeah. The anxiety that's just been happening. Yeah. And then from there and beyond. Yeah. It's, it's all been totally underestimated. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And I notice, I, I know on Twitter at the moment, I'm getting a lot of adverts that, and I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, I think, the government are starting putting out things again about, you know, it might be good if you lose a few pounds. And it was, it was some of the things it said, and I know they were looking at baby steps. One of them was, do you know that even one minute of brisk walking is a form of exercise? And I'm sort of thinking, I don't know if that takes us anywhere. You know, maybe discuss it in a well, little bit it, more detail. I think detail. it says a lot. <laughs> doesn't Not it that it's considered no yeah no exactly i think it says a lot of what you think if 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 you're writing that what do you think you're talking to what mm. do you think of the, the you know what i mean the position of a society where you're you're talking that you're saying that message to yeah that one minute is yeah or put you, it you're, in a you're context basically saying of... that nobody does anything everybody's mm. sat on their ass yeah and yeah. one minute of, br- of brisk exercise or walking for some of course yeah. is difficult if they if they're immobile but i think it says more about where we're at but what I mean, it's it's very yeah, it's very sort of junior school advice. It's almost lowest common denominator. But it's also of, making you know apathy and lethargy a, a, a completely acceptable state to be in when yeah. you when you're talking about public health, which yes. it isn't. That's not going to help public health, is it? No. Everyone sat around eating badly, not looking after themselves mentally, physically, etc. That, that hasn't been handled in the whole of no, lockdown, of and there. the whole link between obesity and death that there's, there's should bit, be talked about every day. There's bits of it coming up, but no one's quite grabbed it. Nobody wants to grab it because they don't <laughs> feel comfortable no, you're right. suggesting that if you're obese, you're more likely to die. Mm. It's a sensitive subject, yeah. and it has got to be handled properly. But it, ignoring it isn't the way to handle it. Mm. Um. Last paragraph might um, bring some of that a little bit together. Yeah. Um, the innate human desire to seek means that we can never truly feel that every desire and wish has been met. There will never be an end to the to-do list, future mm-hmm. goals and plans, the things we want to achieve and see. But the fact that we don't have everything we want is exactly what makes life so fulfilling. Yeah, you're never going to be there, but as long as you're close enough. Moving on. It's your new mantra. <laughs> What's that? Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. We we did say we we're gonna be more concise, didn't we? Yeah. So I've got a little email from my resident army captain. Yeah, I think I saw I think I saw this this morning. No, he sent that to you. Oh, did he? 
That was just for you. All oh, right. I would have replied then. Resident Army Captain um, emailed just after episode 52. Say, morning chaps. Love your Mars bar quip. Even though Mark brutally dismissed it. About normal. Now, you made a joke about a Mars bar rapper. Yeah. That I made an actual Mars bar jo- joke. Mm-hmm. Curiosity and per- perseverance meeting in the bar. Okay. Yeah. He didn't even, not even a flicker from you. Uh, he said, did you know Mars is actually a moon of Saturn? No. <laughs> he, d- he doesn't care. Um, put that in your pipes and smoke it, he said. Mm. Thanks for the ad break music. Meant I could pop out and stretch my sourdough. I'm not sure whether that's a euphemism. <laughs> um, there we are. Um, incredibly middle-class uh, resident army captain. So, life hacks. Uh, you got your viz annual at the ready. First life hack, set up an eBay account, <laughs> write a script, yeah, and sell Asda kettles. Yeah. No, that's Should not a real one. My first one's called Pizza Mind. Mm-hmm. Little play on word then, do you like that? Yeah. So if you're driving, so picture this is your phrase. Picture mm-hmm. this, you're driving to collect your delicious Domino's Meteor pizza. Yeah. Right? And maybe a side side order of strippers. You're not probably a chicken stripper man, are you? I've, I've never, I don't think I've ever had a takeaway delivered in my life. <laughs> what? I can't wait for June 21st. <laughs> We're going to have a party. We're not. Yes, we are. We're not. Me and you, round here, watching football, eating meteors. What no. do you reckon? No. You don't want to? I'll stay in and be miserable. Fucking hell. Do Insta stories. Oh, yeah, of... Honestly. You, right, we're going to have a party, right? Yeah. You're invited, just me and you. <laughs> okay. Football, we'll pick We'll pick a game. Mm. You're really not bothered, are you? Yeah. No, carry on, I'm listening. Would you like to come to a party with me? On the 21st? No, just... <laughs> This, God, is gonna, this is difficult. This is going to be my summer festival. It's like isn't pulling it? a gold tooth out, right? <laughs> so you're driving to get your dominoes, right? Yeah. If you're lucky enough to have heated seats, yes, I think we've done do. well enough for ourselves that yeah. we've got that in our cars. On the passenger one, rank that up to the highest one, right? Yeah. In preparation for when you come back. So you go and get your pizzas. Yeah. You come out with a nice hot piping put, hot pizza. Put it on three lights. Three lights. Yeah, I've yeah. got a three, which is normally too hot for your bottom. Yeah. It feels like your bottom's going to heal yeah. over. Yeah. And you put that on your seat. Yeah. And then you keep one warm on the way home. So when you get home, everyone's got piping hot pizza. Yeah. That's Good, okay. Right? That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, cassette case. I've got this one. You noticed this as, I came, as you came in today. Um, take an old cassette case. Remember those from the 80s? Yeah. Open it up. And because if you fold it and it's, it kind of stays open, doesn't it? If you fold it back, it stops. Yeah. If you put that down, the lid's at a certain angle. And then you can just put your phone in as a little phone holder, as I've mm. got there. It's good, isn't it? It's Yeah. 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 Right, that, that works. It does work. And spaghetti lighters. Take a single strand of uncooked spaghetti and light the end, and then you can lend light candle. You know, when the candle's gone too far down, and you try not to burn your fingers with a match. Yeah. Just light the end of a. It's basically like a. What's it called? A. You know, yeah. A light stick. <laughs> a fire stick. What's it called? Taper. Taper. Yeah. So or just t- use spaghetti. Yeah. Hmm. But, but don't use it to peer because that's a small animal. And you're not allowed to set fire to them. A tapir. Yeah. T-A-P-I-R. And That's a spaghetti. Big rodent. Oh, tape. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm tired. It's very good, Mark. That's hilarious. So. Would you like to do you your finished. top tips now? No. But what I'm going to do. Well, I'm going to do a couple of this ones, but. That's your phrase. Have you finished? <laughs> Can I go now? <laughs> Let's get on to some interesting stuff. Um, Look at you with your viz, honestly. The, like a um, child. This morning has got a new, well, maybe not new, I don't know, a woman on who's called something like the Life Genie. Right. And she has got hacks coming out of her bloody ears. She is... 
Is that actually her act? She's got things coming out of her ears? Yes. Okay. Um, Sounds like black magic again. (laughs) Yeah, geez. Um, (laughs) What I'm going to do for next week, Hmm? we're going to have a guest spot. We're going to feature the Life Genie. Just someone else's content. That's normal. Someone else's content, yeah. But (laughs) one of the ones she did, and how good's this, right? She got four recipe books, hardback recipe books, tied them together Mm. with a strong elastic band. Right. Put a piece of ribbon round the elastic band because that's the sort of finishing touch that craft type people do. Yeah. Guess what she used that for? I don't know. Actually, there is a downside to this because you can't use your recipe books. I don't know. What's what's the thing she... She used it as a knife block. What? (laughs) It was brilliant. Cutting stuff on a... No, no, no. As a block. Oh, you know, so she put block. the knives in the pages. Yeah. It looked really good. Not a bad show, actually. Yeah. You might just you might damage the edge of the she's probably not bothered about the edges of her pages. I, think I, like, be, I like crisp edges because you're only going to knack the edges. I think there may the be pages. books that you wouldn't be using if you're tying them together and okay. shoving knives in. So them. what was the downside? Well, you couldn't read the recipes, could you? Because it was tied together. No. So you'd have to use redundant books. Yeah. Fascinating, Mark. But she did other ones. Get on with your vis ones. Well. Come on. Um these are just thoughts, really. That people have brought up. That book is massive. Obviously, if if you go and follow, look at us on Instagram, you'll see how big this book is. <laughs> so I mean, Mark actually looks like a child. It's that big. <laughs> Less than half a mile from my house, there's a Sainsbury's store. Yet three miles away on the other side of town, there's a Sainsbury's local. I'd like the so-called experts to explain that one. If that was me, there'd be a post-it note to the ones I was going to read out. Why do laboratories test shampoo in rabbits' eyes? We all know it stings <laughs> like fuck. <laughs> Come on now. You've changed the tone of the whole pod. Some of these are just... All right, here we go. These are top tips. <laughs> I like this one. Vickers. Impl- <laughs> I don't know why this... I get this one. Okay, Vickers. No, fuck no, off. No, I'm not. I'm getting... I'm, I'm doing it so you haven't got your face in. I'm- okay. Vickers. Employ higher quality builders so you can focus more on spirituality and less on constant roof repairs. <laughs> I think that's really good. I was taking a photo. You I don't. wasn't listening. Okay. One more. Come on, hurry up now. Save money at the supermarket by peeling your bananas before weighing them. This will also mean you have less rubbish to throw away at home, saving you more money in bin liners. Brilliant. That's it for this episode. Well done for getting this far and thanks for listening. <laughs> Give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the handle I'm Finecast and send your feedback and ideas to imfinecast at gmail.com. Don't forget us to give Don't forget to give us a five-star review if on Apple Podcasts and uh, do tell a friend or two or three. In the next episode. Now I thought Mark we'd do some predictions for spring and summer, seeing as most of what we've discussed on here has come true. Yes. Uh, okay. as well as your twelve minute monologue as we have already discussed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the one after can we do retro suites? if we must yeah um if we must please dad okay so uh we'll see you in the next episode bye see you for now